Welcome to Small Talk, a podcast for pediatric nurses by pediatric nurses. And my name is Denise Downey, and I'm a professional development specialist from the emergency department. And I'm joined here with my co-host. I am Teresa Shannon. I'm also a professional development specialist. Hi, I'm Kate Donovan. I'm the clinical director of innovation for the Department of Pediatrics, a simulation program, and the Innovation Digital Health Accelerator. All right. And with us today, we have some very special guests to help with our conversation. We're going to be talking about mentoring and nurses' experiences with mentoring. And our special guests today are Dennis Doherty and Emily Crossan, both who are nursing professional development specialists with clinical education and informatics, and Sue Hamilton, who is a clinical nurse specialist in the ICU up on 7 South. So they're going to talk to us today about their experiences with mentoring. Welcome, and thank you all for coming today. Thanks for having us. So what we know about mentoring is that really the definition of mentoring is a supportive learning relationship between someone who's sharing their knowledge, experience, and wisdom with another person who's looking to benefit from this in order to grow professionally. And we know that mentoring can be done in both a formal setting and an informal setting. Mentoring has been very successful in the business world, but it really is not that popular in the nursing realm. And in our discussion today, we hope to learn more about mentoring so that we can share our experiences and really encourage other nurses to either become a mentor or to be mentee. So I'd like to ask our guests, in your own words, what does mentoring mean to you? Yeah, this is Sue. I think you hit the nail on the head with the first word that you said about that someone imparts their wisdom or their knowledge to another person who is seeking it. But I think the word that really sticks in my head is the word relationship. There's a relationship there. It may be formal, it may be informal, that you feed off of each other and you share with each other to each one's benefit. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a great description. Emily, what are you going to say? I, I, gr- I think that what Sue said about uh, it being really coming down to the relationship and having a trusting relationship with someone who can sort of advocate for you and guide you, challenge you, not someone that necessarily tells you what to do, but helps you come to those conclusions yourself. I think it takes a lot of patience to be a mentor because sometimes you just want to give someone the answer. It's more about like helping them to form decisions and seek opportunities on their own. I think that a great mentor can kind of lead them down the yellow brick road to where they want to go. I think it's really important that it's not doing it for them. It's not giving them like the answers. It's like showing them the way is what I think of as a mentor, someone who shows the way. So let me ask you then, what is the difference between mentoring, precepting and coaching? Realistically, I think mentoring is about the career trajectory, about achieving career goals, Precepting is really limited to when you're on orientation. You know, if I'm precepting a nurse, I'm teaching them what they need to do in that role, but it's time limited. A mentoring relationship is really going to, hopefully, a a good one's going to last years, maybe even a, a career, a lifetime potentially. Coaching, I think preceptors coach a little bit, mentors coach a little bit, and then other people, you have other coaches, I think, that come through in your career, but a coach is really probably time limited too. Like I'm coaching you through getting certified. I'm coaching you through writing a manuscript. But then once the goal's accomplished, that might end. And I think the mentor is someone who's always going to be there in some capacity. Mm -hmm. 
each one of you has an experience as either being a mentee or a mentor. I'm wondering if we could explore that a little bit and if each of you could really describe a little bit about your experience as either a mentee or a mentor. When Dennis asked me to do this and he said, you know, it'd be like the circle of life, you mentored me and now I'm mentoring Emily and we can all talk about that. I stopped for a minute and said, what? I was your mentor? (laughs) But I think it started sort of authentically, like he never came to me and said, will you mentor me? And I never went to him and said, I'm going to mentor you. And it can be a formal thing. And in our case, it wasn't. You know what happened? So Dennis was a fairly new nurse in the ICU. I came in as a clinical expert who he was seeking knowledge. He was seeking to become a better nurse. And I think I saw in him someone who was not reaching his full potential, if we were honest, but could see it in him. And it's funny, if I can just read, I pulled up the recommendations that I've written for Dennis over the years. He's like laughing behind the scenes here. And I'm like, you know, how did this get started? So I'd just like to read a couple of lines from his level three letter recommendation. So Dennis and I have shared a unique mentoring relationship starting from his initial orientation up to currently as he pursues his master's degree. As a new nurse, Dennis was always motivated to do a good job, but sometimes struggled with synthesizing the big picture when caring for the most medically complex patients. Dennis would often become frustrated because he had the insight to realize that his knowledge lagged behind his clinical skills. However, because of this insight, Dennis often sought me out to discuss patient cases and to elicit constructive criticism and feedback about what he might have done better. Dennis was and still is a rare person who is willing to accept constructive criticism and turn it into a growing experience. I don't know what I was writing that day, but, you know, it stands true. This was written in 2013. I think he recognized in himself and I recognized in him that he had this potential and he wasn't quite sure at that point how to get there. So helping to pull it out of him and giving him the lead to do it. Wow. It also sounds like Dennis needed to show his vulnerability a little bit Mm -hmm. and to actually admit and to reach out and ask for someone to help him. How did that come about? I know Dennis is always looking to improve, but how would you give advice to someone who might not be able to show or feel like they couldn't show their vulnerability? That's really true. And this relationship really got built off of Dennis really putting himself out there and willing to be vulnerable. And yeah, there are people who are not. And sometimes that's a little bit harder to break into. And I think you might more start in sort of that coaching relationship with people who you want to get them to the other side of a particular task or goal and develop your trust that way. And then, you know, move on. In our ICU, we have new nurses choose their mentor who they will have a more formal relationship with. And we think it's important for them to choose that person because we want them to start out with a trusting relationship. What advice would you have for someone who's in a setting who might not have that person to look up to? In my case with Sue, I think we worked in the same setting. And at the point I was in my career, it was an organic relationship that developed there. But I also think that there's a lot of value in having mentors outside of your clinical setting. So it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that is in your specialty that can help you get to achieve your goals. And I think that 
being willing to put yourself out there and strike up a conversation with someone that you might know through a committee or through a meeting or just ask around say, I'm looking for a mentor. These are what my goals are. The mentoring relationship is about achieving goals. So have someone has to understand what their goals are to be connected with potentially the right person. But I would just recommend that you don't limit yourself to who's around you to find a mentor because there's a lot of folks out there that can help you achieve those goals. And sometimes I think there's value in it not being someone in your area. If you're looking to do something different, if you're looking to move in to do a, a different kind of role, sort of having the safety of someone beyond your clinical area, that could be a good thing potentially. And so from your perspective, what would be a benefit of being a mentor to Dennis? What are you getting out of the relationship? It helps validate how I feel about nursing as a profession. This isn't a job, it's a profession. And part of our responsibility and role is to help people come up in the ranks and go from that novice to expert, whether it be in a clinical setting, whether it be in a professional education, it fulfills part of my desire to see people succeed, then become my peers and become my colleagues. And so Dennis and I still do work together. You might watch a really cool video that we just made together that is so epic (laughs) related to pressure injury prevention. That's great. So would you say that more experienced nurses really have a responsibility to be a mentor? I believe that they do. We're multiple generations and we've known this for years of nurses working together and the newest people form a peer group but they still need people to help them grow in their profession. So whether there's 20 years difference between when you graduated, I think we all have something to give to each other and only working in a positive environment where you want people to succeed. Is it going to be a good collegial relationships? Mm-hmm. And Dennis, I also know that you are a mentee, but on the flip side, you're also a mentor for Emily. Can you talk about that? And Emily, can you share your experience? I didn't know Emily before she um, was kind of assigned to be a clinical student with me in her master's program. It was interesting. She went to the same graduate program I graduated from, so I knew her program. And I think that I wasn't expecting to necessarily hit it off professionally, I think, the way we have. But um, I think that her passion for my work at that time, she was in the staff nurse position and the way she came to clinical and the way she was really just eating up the work that we were doing, that, that felt really good to me. That was like, oh, she's really into this. I think she has the same motivation and passion for this work that I do. So when you share that passion, it's almost like a natural way to to connect professionally. I mean, for me, it's been amazing to see her come from being a student to being hired into this department and then to see her doing work. I'm just thrilled to be able to support her and help her along in any way that I can. Because I think that as a a mentor, the word we don't use that we probably should use, it's protege. And your protege's success is your success. Mm -hmm. I agree that our mentoring relationship really started because we had the same passion for the same type of work. I had had mentors and really peer coaches in my work setting before that, but I hadn't had a mentor that had pushed me and challenged me to do more and do better. And instead of just telling me what to do or how to do it, Dennis 
sort of allowed me to explore it on my own. And that's something he did with me as a student and has continued to do since I've got the job in the same department as him. Our mentorship relationship started because we got along really well. We're friends. We had the same passion for the same work. It's not just someone who's good at their job and I want to be like them because they're good at their job, but we have like a, a trusting relationship to start with and we have the same sort of goals and vision for our work and that really helps. And I think the biggest reason that I have Dennis as my mentor is sometimes I would want help and I would be you know stressed and I'd be like, Dennis, what do I do? And he just about never tells me what to do or gives me the answer, which at the time is really frustrating. And then a week or a month later, I realized that I've grown because he helped me come to that answer by myself and helped me to come up with the strategies that I needed to figure it out and has helped me really grow into my role. It's really interesting. It sounds like the differences between your mentee-mentor relationship with Dennis and then Dennis's mentoring relationship with Sue, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also some differences. I'm just wondering in each of the relationships, how do you decide what the goals are going to be for your mentorship or for your relationship? And how do you measure that? I personally think it's mentee, protege driven. Goals that I've accomplished in my career, Sue was a big part of. I wanted to get certified in critical care. And she was the person I can go to to talk about taking the test, what I had to work on, what areas I needed to focus on studying for. She helped me study. I took the CCRM test twice. I didn't pass it the first time I took it. And I left that place and didn't pass it. Sue was the first person I called. I was like, I didn't pass. And it was like, well, that's all right. Get back on the horse. You'll do it. Again, I think that speaks to sort of the, the safe space that that relationship is. It's like, you're very disappointed. You didn't pass a certification exam the first time around. You have that person to go to who understands she's done it. So she knows what it's all about. But she could also sort of help refocus towards the future at all times. I mean, there's a lot of things that going to my first conference, presenting a poster at a conference, joining a professional organization, these things all happen because I expressed an interest and then Sue showed me the way. Didn't do the work for me, but helped me along in each step of the way, whether it's proofreading things or helping you develop a poster, or working on an abstract with you, like those type of things, those sort of coachy type things that happened along the way in the mentoring relationship. As I grew and I was advancing to level three staff nurse, like Sue was, you know, she's writing the recommendation for me. She just read to you. Thanks. But she helped me each part of those ways. When I was moving on to go into where I am now in this professional development world, I was going to Sue to say like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And I think that that support and helping along the way. But every one of those things was like, there was something that's like, I don't know, like, you know, you have to let your guard down a little bit to be able to help the mentor help you achieve your goals. But you got to figure out what your goals are on your own. Yeah, Denise, I think you alluded to that earlier, you know, what do you do with the person who isn't quite as outgoing as Dennis, isn't quite as verbal. And all along the way, Dennis knew what he was reaching for. And so it's so easy to support that person. But, you know, in hindsight, I remember when you were first thinking about going to level three, I didn't think you were ready and suggested that he put that off a little bit and think about what else he should add to his resume before he do that. And that's what he did. And, you know, in another six months, he had those things ready to then be able to say, I have a portfolio worth. So 
in a person who maybe doesn't quite see what's ahead of them or where they can go, some of those people, they need to have some encouragement and a little bit of a push sometimes to actually do it. Dennis's career path, I didn't choose it for him. Where he's gone now, I didn't suggest it to him. That was his decisions and I just supported them. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting though that you talk about the person that needs a little bit of a push because I think actually sometimes that can be me. And so I'll just I'll give an example, you know, a push that Dennis gave me. There was a call for people to apply to be co-chair of Professional Development Council. And I read the email and I was like, oh, I'd like to do that, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not like the best person. I'm still new to the role of professional development. And then 10 minutes later, I get an email from Dennis forwarding that email saying, hey, you should do this. All right, that was like the kick I needed where I was thinking I want to do it. And he's always sort of seeking out, I think, like opportunities for me. And like, he's always got his eye out for ways for me to advance, um, which I appreciate. I'm just wondering, how do we convince nurses, though, that they need a mentor or that they should seek out a mentor? How do we give them that push? To me, reflecting on it, I think I have many. Sue's my first mentor. And I have mentors as I've gone on. And I have a mentor in Jean Connor who's helping me with work that I'm doing. My boss is like a leading professional development specialist in the country. Obviously, he's a mentor to me. And so I think that redefining mentorship as your growth, as someone's professional development is sort of the way I see it. The barrier to mentoring might be that folks don't understand what mentoring is. I think we have to tell stories. How Sue helped me through certification, helped me through joining a professional organization, helped me to go to a professional conference. Those are the things that we have to celebrate and talk about so that others can understand and see the value in someone being a mentor. I think it's interesting that Sue says it wasn't formal because to me, it was very formal. Like I was like, Sue's my person. That's who I can go to. And maybe it wasn't like on paper, but that was always, that's who you go to. So I think helping people to strategize who that person is for them is another piece. That's important too. It kind of comes down to you don't know what you don't know. And I think staff nurses, they don't even realize that they don't understand the full capacity of what a mentor can be. I think a lot of time we really, we have peer coaches and people within our units that help us to feel part of the team and part of the family. And they help us when we're having a tough day. And I think we need to talk more about the fact that mentoring is a relationship that carries you throughout your whole career. And it's not just about the role that you're in right now as a new grad or a staff nurse too, or a new charge nurse or whatever it is that you're, you're seeking guidance on. And I think, yeah, just getting the word out and, you know, whether it's a podcast, whether it's telling our stories about our mentors and letting people know that there's sort of more to it. Something that I'm seeing kind of strung through all of what you guys are saying, it just ignites the passion for the profession again. And even the passion for the hospital as a whole. So I think there's so many benefits from all ends is what I'm getting from listening to you guys. I think one of the other things too that Sue said was people have to be open to receiving constructive criticism. And that's a tough one. How do you guys deal with that? You know, sometimes you need to know your audience. You need to know the person that you're giving the feedback to and how they best receive information. I'll put in a little plug, Emily, your program that you that you Orin. did for Seven South. Please tell me what the name of it was again. Yeah, Feedback Principles. Which taught us and gave us some really great ideas and ways to be able to accept feedback and to give feedback. Because everybody is different. You can't read everybody. 
but just giving people an in and opening whether it's through kindness that someone then feels that they can speak to you, that your door is open or you're in the middle of a big fat mess with them and you just suddenly have this opening to talk about where they're going, what they're doing, what they're hoping for. I think people who work here are pretty passionate about pediatric nursing and that's the one thing that bonds all of us and we just need to find the opening to to share it. I think people aren't static. They're not stuck. So if there's someone who is, they don't like receiving feedback or they're not someone that deals with constructive criticism, we sort of maybe think that that's just an ingrained part of their personality, but learning to accept feedback can actually be taught. And so maybe as mentors, we need to help these people learn how to accept feedback. Certainly learning how to give feedback in the way that Sue's describing in a way that they can receive is important. But yeah, people aren't necessarily stuck in that position of I don't do well with mentorship. I don't do well with constructive criticism. I'm not open to receiving it. We sort of have to push past that idea that that's just who they are and help them learn how to receive feedback. I think these are such amazing words of advice. And as you're speaking through, you know, your thoughts, all I could think of was really nursing is the art and science of nursing. And I feel like sometimes we focus so much on the science piece and on the technology and whatnot, but I keep thinking that this mentoring falls in the category of the art of nursing, and it's about formulating strategic relationships that are going to help you grow professionally. And I think absolutely we need to foster and nurture that, not only in ourselves, but in our colleagues, really so that each one of us is practicing to the fullest extent of our potential. And I know, Sue, you mentioned that early on, that Mentoring really is about getting people to practice at their fullest potential. I want to thank you guys so much for helping us to see that through your experiences. Do you guys have recommendations on how to get a mentor? I do. I always tell people to just look around for who's seems to be taking an interest in you because that's why I, Sue was my is, is, is a mentor to me. I just felt she was behind me. She had my back. Whenever I talk to people about mentoring or I teach nursing students, I'm always like, just look for the person who's taking an interest in you and try to grab on. I think those are the people that want a mentor. They're maybe more concerned with other people's success over their own. They're into the development of everyone else there. They want to see everyone succeed. They want to see everyone grow, achieve their goals. And so that's what I say. It's just like, look, pay attention to who's like, pay attention to you. Were you surprised at the amount of opportunities that were available? I orient every nurse that gets hired to this hospital now. And um, that's something that I tell everyone who starts here is that maybe not today or tomorrow, but somewhere down the road, there's going to be opportunities for you to grow professionally. It's why I work here still is because I've had so many opportunities to grow throughout my career here. And I think that having mentors is like foundational to my personal growth and development. So what do you think? I think that we work in a very professional and rich environment that offers a lot of avenues for people to grow professionally. But if you don't know how to start, you're not going to get there because there are these little avenues that y- you need to have some back knowledge or, you know, a little savvy to know what to do. And some people will come forward and ask for that help. Other people, you need to more sort of say, 
I really think that this would be really great if you highlighted this project that we just did. So let me help you make your first poster for Nurses Week that we mm -hmm. can show to the rest of the staff. And then once they've done it once, then the next thing is just out there waiting to happen. So I think that this institution has this sort of locked up. We have a professional development committee. We have our people in CEI who are making sure that we're not just developing as bedside caregivers, we're developing as professionals out there in our sphere of influence increases as we gain more knowledge, skill, and wisdom. That's great. Emily, I have a question for you. I know that you describe your experience as a mentee. Do you see yourself as being a mentor someday? Yeah, I definitely do. I think I take that role, you know, not in a formal way, but I still work on Six Northeast as a staff nurse. And so I do find that when I'm on the floor there, I find that there's some of the younger nurses, some of the clinical assistants that want to become nurses on the floor come to me with questions or they, they call me when they've had a bad day. And so I do find in an informal way, I am a mentor. And I think people see me as someone who has gone on and, and done other things within, inside the hospital. And so for whatever reason, that's why they gravitate towards me as a mentor. I guess I don't know really what the difference is between a formal and informal mentor, but I do, I guess, see myself being a formal mentor to people because I do think that I've gotten so much. I mean, my career is, is just starting really in professional development, but I feel like I've gotten so much out of having a mentor. It's really helped me grow. So I would I'd love to be able to return the favor to someone. I think it's interesting <laughs> because we talk about this to a few different groups and I hear, I have an informal, informal, and I think that there's something like, I don't know if it's an awkward or a weird thing for someone to be like, will you be my mentor? But I think that's where we need to go. We need to be a little bit more intentional about it and defining it. It seems like Sue understood that she was my mentor, but I wish I was more upfront about that. Like, yeah, you are my mentor. Like, this is it. This is our relationship. I hear a lot of times people say, I have like a lot of informal mentors, but I really think it's important to define that. Go ask them, will you be my mentor? I love that, Dennis. It's really role definition, right? Yeah. And I think that really helps the individual know that that's their role, you know, professional growth and development. After you ask someone to be a mentor, going to them when things aren't going great, when you don't pass your certification exam or something like that, it's pretty easy to do that at that point, probably. So but I think people should be more, more intentional. If each of you could give just one word of advice to our listeners, especially to nurses who are just thinking about seeking out a mentor, what's that one thing that you would tell them? I think sometimes we have a culture of waiting to be asked. And I guess I'd want to tell people, don't wait to be asked. Seek out opportunities. Seek out a mentor. No one's going to come say to you, here's this great opportunity. Here's this great mentor for you. So take the responsibility and do that yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Dennis had said it earlier about find that person who has an interest in you, find that person you click with and go with it. Be more open, like, will you be my mentor? I'm not sure that all staff nurses in all areas really hear that early on. I'm glad to hear now with orientation, we're not just talking about skills, that we're talking about professional development as well which may be the last thing on a new grad's mind or a new nurse's mind, but it is there. They all went to a bachelor's degree program that two years from now, they're going to feel a lot different than the day they stepped in the door. 
I think I'd say that we all have goals. We might not know what our career aspirations are for 10 years down the road or five years down the road, but we all have goals of some sort. And I think that having your mentor, they're your guide to reaching your goals because it's not always straightforward how to get to where you want to be. And the mentors are the people that sort of have walked the path before you. So they understand where you need to go, what opportunities you need to have to there, what's going to help you to get to where you want to go. Don't underestimate the power of having good mentors. This has been really great. And I'm really looking forward to sharing this with nurses, especially the newer nurses to help them begin their mentoring track. Thanks for having us. Digital Health Accelerator, Boston Children's Hospital, with support from the Department of Nursing.